Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Alt Protein Weekly. Thanks for bearing with us last week. We took a much needed break on our side at Green Queen. And actually, our co-host Steve is taking a break next week. Um, yeah, I do my holidays in July. Steve is normal and does them in August. There you go. <laughs> so um, we'll see you again in two weeks. But um, so, hey, Steve. Hey, Sonali. You're feeling nice and refreshed? <laughs> sort of. <laughs> you know, holidays with a toddler. You know, there oh, are limits to the refreshing. Um, <laughs> and it sure is hot in Europe. Speaking of climate change, um, I saw the heat waves firsthand and um, it was, you know, it was sobering. Um, there were parts of the day where we just had to stay indoors and I both saw the effects of the weather and everyone kind of suffering from it, but I also saw no real change in behavior around what causes it. So yay. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know how much we're solving here, but <laughs> I hear but, you loud and clear uh, on that. I know. You'll 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 tell me what you think next time we chat about your holiday <laughs> and if you saw the same thing. Um, let's dive in. Um, we are catching up on some news, um, although it has been quiet and it always is quiet over July and August. So there's not that much going on, but still some juicy tidbits. Um, our big story this week is another historic uh, announcement in cultivated meat. Um, Israeli pioneer Aleph Farms it has announced that they have made a, a, an application in Switzerland um, for regulatory approval. So this is a big deal because one, it is officially the first company in in Europe geographically to make an application, um, or sorry, the first time a company makes an application in Europe, but crucially, they made it in Switzerland, not in Brussels. Um, the EU is well known for having a complicated um, and lengthy approval process um, for novel foods, which cultivated meat would be classified under. And from what I understand, the onus really is on the company to get those applications right. And so companies are doing absolutely everything they can to make sure they have their, you know, I's dotted and T's crossed, because if you make a mistake in your application, it can really set you back. So we've still got a while to go. And, and so far, no company has applied in the EU probably for, for that reason and others. And so this is, yeah, this, I mean, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's an interesting one for sure. I, I think it's exciting to see these. It feels like now every, every, every other week, there's a, another regulatory approval or application of some sort in cultivated, which is probably not the case, but it feels like that, right. After so many oh, years. It feels like it's been the summer of cultivated a hundred percent headlines wise. Yeah. Right. And I mean, we had years of nothing, right? We had years of talking about doing this, the, getting to this stage for so long. And so it's finally happening, which is exciting. Um, I think, again, just keeping expectations in line, that's still going to be a, a time until this is this is even approved or selling in, in Europe. Uh, but I think it's a it's an interesting one. But the thing that stood out to me the most for this one is the the fact that this is apparently being done in collaboration with a major retailer. So, yes, Migros. Uh, yeah. Major yes, so Migros, Migros, very interesting. Yeah, I I haven't seen that before with this combination of effort between a startup and and a strategic on the regulatory side. So 
Migros apparently is also going to be helping on the go-to-market strategy and I guess some type of distribution or commercialization, which will be immensely helpful when they're ultimately able to sell. But I thought it was really cool to see a strategic stepping in at the regulatory stage. It's just really, really interesting. Absolutely. And something fun about Migros too, is that just overall, they've been quite supportive of alternative protein, specifically in plant-based, um, uh, you know, for a few years. Um, and they've made sure that their uh, selection has offerings. So it's just really interesting. Um, European retailers seem to take a very different view on alternate protein. And um, mm. just being in Europe, I would say, you know, when you go to restaurants, it's still incredibly difficult to be a vegan. Certainly vegetarian is easier in certain places. I'd say France was much easier than Spain, for example, which was honestly close to impossible other than just eating bread and gazpacho. But um, in, in Europe, what I noticed is, so the restaurants are not ideal for a vegan, but the supermarkets are inclusive. Um, mm. There seems to be a real effort and at, in terms of offering, you know, options. Um, and it just feels once we've had this discussion before and it's come up, but Europe just feels more kind of like, okay, this is a demographic. Um, mm. It's, it feels less like we're catering to vegans and more like people want to reduce and they need some options. And here they yeah. are. A lot of the options were affordable. A lot of them are supermarket brands. I did notice that a lot in France. So yeah, this is it, just very different dynamics at play with food systems and food retail in Europe versus in the US and Asia. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think that it's, it's. Uh, I, I think I've said this in the past, but I think at some point you have to say like, we have to hold the actual suppliers of the food, not, not the producers, but the suppliers. So the retailers uh, and food service locations, we need to hold them accountable for helping us shift to a better food system. So Migros is clearly stepping up and and being a part of that conversation and being a leader in that that capacity. So um, kudos to them. And I, I, I love it. Go team. And here's to more good news um, for the rest of, of the summer in Cultivated. Yeah. Um, but so what, what else for you? What like what, what else did you find me, interesting in the um, newsletter? Couple of big stories, I would say, in the plant-based arena. One that we've already talked about for a while, but actually got a little bit more clarity on today is um, Meatless Farms. So Meatless Farms actually was acquired by VFC, but actually it turns out that was really just the UK business. And they have mm -hmm. a separate European business that is also um, in bankruptcy proceedings. And some numbers came out um, today by The Grocer, which is a really good industry publication out of the UK. Um, and they kind of went through all the filings by the administrators. And um, it's kind of shocking some of the numbers in the in the filing, just in terms of the spending that was going on, given the revenues. Um, mm. It just was such a mismatch. And given also that they were having trouble um, raising. And what I found interesting is that the article like blatantly calls out that VFC was offered the European business and said, no, thank you. So mm -hmm. um, that was, it was really, uh, yeah. So that was some news and it kind of goes along with the other news, which is that Alpha Foods has been acquired by the Live Kindly Collective. It's the sixth brand that they've added to their portfolio. Um, not many details around the deal have been disclosed, like amount or kind of terms. So we don't we don't have a lot of details. 
um, but I guess took me a little bit by surprise um, mm -hmm. in, as the company itself, because I just feel like Alpha Foods, not a media darling, but like a, a, a retail stalwart. I mean, certainly mm -hmm. even in Hong Kong, we've had their products via Green Common, which is Green Monday's distribution arm for years. Um, and they just seemed like a solid kind of growing company. Um, so interesting that they were acquired. Um, also just speaks to, you know, where we are in the space with consolidation and just the difficult funding environment. I, I don't know. These are speculations. I don't have inside details, but I guess I was a yeah. little surprised. Yeah, no, I mean, those are two good points and definitely a point to the, the consolidation in, in the industry for sure. And and yeah, I mean, on on Alpha, I know like the, the idea that like they're not the most vocal or anything like that. But I mean, in the U.S., I could speak to the fact that consumers really do love their products. I know the burritos that they have are a really big hit. And it's a really interesting reason why is because we, you and I have talked about this is that they are basically saying we're trying to replace animal-based products, but in the exact same uh, capacity or exact same manner that people currently eat them in some way where they said a lot of people like frozen burritos, like frozen convenience food burritos, uh, and there's there so they're not saying it's a health product that they're replacing. They're just saying we're going to give you the exact same thing with the very similar flavors, but we're just going to do it in a plant-based way. So consumers definitely like it. I think Live Kindly um, is getting a great new addition to their portfolio uh, of of brands. Um, and yeah, we'll see how that one shakes out. Yeah, really quickly on the point you just made about the burrito, it strikes me that that's a really great example of a solution that just ticks all the boxes because it's really hard for anyone to come in and make the like this is processed argument because the alternative animal food frozen burrito is also processed so this mm -hmm. is just like replacing a much better for the environment and 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 you know somewhat for your health product for another and so it just mm -hmm. feels like this is an example of where these products are a win and just a, a total net positive. I don't see how anyone can come and argue that a frozen burrito with, you know, industrial meat in it is any healthier, right? So yep. just a good example of like format and category being such an important part of strategy, you know, yeah. versus kind of replacing a grass-fed steak or something. A hundred percent. I mean, if people are eating something that they know is processed and they, they don't care in that capacity, then <laughs> it doesn't matter if the new thing is processed, but it has some other benefits to it. So uh, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's a smart, smart approach. So what, what else stood out to you this week? Yeah. So, I mean, the, one of the things that stood out to me was um, in the past, we talked about Miyoko's on, on this and just in the media has covered Miyoko's a lot, but yeah. we know that, that there's been uh leadership transitions the the founder uh has was was removed and moved on and uh and a lot of the board members said they were looking for a, a different profile for for the ceo leadership position and it looks like they have found that person so they um they they brought on ex coca-cola executive stewart oh man i'm gonna ruin the name Cronage. that's what i would say is the last name mate i'm sorry to to her if that's Yes. Not how you yes. say your last name, uh, but she has a very impressive background, right? And it's that more executive level for the next phase of growth. So 
Um, yeah, it's a little bit like an impossible leave. move, right? With like Peter right. McGinnis. I mean, Coca-Cola, it's controversial though. I, yeah. I mean, we have to call it out. If you look at who Miyoko Skinner was, is, sorry, is and at, but was as a CEO, this is a really different kind of, you know, profile. Um, mm -hmm. This person was 12 years at Coca-Cola, ended up running the sparkling drinks business. So that's a huge business, I think two and a half billion. So no, you know, really understands C CPG. Um, mm -hmm. Interestingly, this uh, she did a one-year stint as CMO at Beyond Meat. Oh, interesting. I didn't even um, realize After that. Coke and then, and then went to work for something called Juice Plus, which I'm not too familiar with. And then is now. So it was interesting when we were putting the newsletter together earlier this week, we only were going to report on the layoffs because Miyoko also announced uh, 12 people layoff, laid off this week. And we were going to have to say, but still no interim CEO because the, the previous interim CEO actually left. So there was actually no CEO, but then they came in two days this morning for us with the news. So yeah, yeah. I mean, um, we'll, we'll, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. I mean, it seems like yeah. this is what the board wanted a more, more like larger company trained type CEO or executive and um, I've seen that go well. I've seen it not go well. Some CEOs are used to just having an unlimited budget and not used to the startup environment. So I'd imagine that that Stewart, she knows how to handle um, the, the finances and, and leadership in a startup capacity, or maybe they're getting close to break even and profitability where um, they're not so reliant on outside capital. But either way, it'll be really interesting to, to see how this one plays out. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's going to be interesting. And also, I'm sure the social channels are fun right now. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so what are we, let's end on a positive. Like, what did you have, like something that you thought stood out that was kind of um, a, a, a feel good story? I did. I did. And, and this one is um, within the newsletter. It says Israel's uh, Oshi, which is formerly plantish. So, uh, which is, which is based um, let's set Israel. So Israel's Oshi and California-based Better Meat Co., uh, which is a uh, biomass fermentation company, they are collaborating uh, to create a mycoprotein-based salmon fillet. So Oshi, they create, they have an additive manufacturing technology that can create a whole cuts of salmon. And it sounds like they can use many different ingredients. And that's where Better Meat Co. comes in. So they're trying to use biomass to make a salmon. The reason that I think that this is a positive is because there's there's been a trend in in our space in the sustainable food space or all protein space for for infighting um, or even some people are labeling it as as food fighting right uh, where the startups are fighting against each other and kind of forgetting that the the real Goliath in the room is the traditional animal ag industry that is multi trillion dollars. So when I see two startups who are very impressive on their own right collaborating and working together on something, it's just like more of what you want to see, right? They're realizing what the goal is at the end of the day. We need to shift the food system in a different direction. And they're both uh, on board to do it together. So uh, I'm sure it's not all all roses <laughs> behind the scenes, all, all, all nice and perfect, but um, it's, it's great to see collaboration like this. I love it. That's such a great one to end on. And speaking of consolidation, we need more collaboration. So mm -hmm. hopefully this inspires others, but also this is a grant and I think we need more grants that are open to yeah. multiple companies, right? Crucially, not that's not always the case. 
mm-hmm. right? You're usually applying for grants and competing. So it's, yeah. th- that's, this is also a discussion around more collaborative and inclusive funding and and rethinking funding mechanisms. You know, I love that this is a grant and hello, welcome people. We need more grants to fix the problems in our food systems because once again, <laughs> we can't solve climate without solving food. One third of all our emissions come from food production. So this is, you know, grant people, redirect your money and open yourself up to collaborations. Maybe grants should encourage startups to collaborate. Maybe that should be a condition of grant like and grants. I like that. I've seen that infrequently, but it does exist. I've seen that with Protein Industries Canada. They, at least from part of part of their department, it, it focuses on only offering grants to projects where, where startups collaborate. So it's focused on that project itself. Um, and as long as that project's not a complete distraction to what those companies are trying to do, then I think it's an amazing, amazing thing. Uh, but yeah, I love the the collaborative grant idea. That's a that's a good good idea. <laughs> well, you inspired it. <laughs> yeah. I'm choosing the story. So thanks so much, Steve. Um, it's another awesome discussion. Still more to come. I hope you have a yeah, great. And I'll let you know. Yeah, I'll let you know how the the vacation goes. Yeah. <laughs> we we've been joking about this. How sometimes we go on vacation and it's back into the just outside of the alt protein or sustainable food <laughs> into the real world, and it's like we'll see. Are people changing oh, how they eat? Is it, it is real? sobering, is it my friend. Yeah. It is sobering. But <laughs> but holidays are important. Rest is important. Oh. Family time is important. So you enjoy it. And we will Thank be back you. together in two weeks to talk more about what I'm sure will be additional and very exciting headlines. I can't wait. <laughs> All right, everybody. See you in two weeks.